0: Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Alright folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170.
1: The answer.
0: Every time a mass shooting makes the news, have you noticed yet that the laws put in place would have done nothing to stop the crime? Gun control laws are only disarm the law abiding. They don't understand that making good people helpless does not make bad people harmless. And if you believe the good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment. Become a member today. It's only $10 a month. Go to sdcgo.org join to become a member today. Well, this is Mother's Day to all you happy mothers out there being treated extremely well. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, Dave. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm not a mother, not me. So Michael is back home in uh, Wisconsin, I think. Right? You in to Wisconsin somewhere in that region. Somewhere in, the world. in that region, yeah. And so we're going to have a special Mother's Day weekend show, which I have no idea what that's going to consist of. We're going to talk about: Are you doing gun gifts for gals? We are. And then Tony Simon and a whole lot more. So we're going to talk about CCW permits, workshops. And we got Joe Jermisi in the house filling the shoes of Mr. Schwartz. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Staying busy? uh, Nice to be back here. Yeah, real busy. could tell you about the
2: second pig hunt sometime. uh, Oh, you went out a pig hunt? Yeah, bigger one than last year.
0: Uh, Did you get a pig? Bigger one than last year. Bigger one than last year. Wow. Don't name it. Just eat it. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what a friend of mine did. She and her family named it and couldn't eat it. So, what else we got? Um, what was in terms of what I've been doing? No. What do you got? What else we got on the show? Oh, well, you get the
2: same thing I got. Right? We're gonna talk to Tony well, I Simon. You're now Michael Schwartz. So. I could never be Michael Schwartz. I'm just a pale, uh, you know, imitation here. Some big shoes, but um. No, Tony, um, Tony Simon does the diversity shoot. I, I know he's out of Woodland Hills, New Jersey, which is uh, the other end of the state from where I grew up. Mm. Um, but uh, that sounds pretty interesting, uh, some of the things he's doing there. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, gifts for gals, I guess, for Mother's Day, which uh, thank goodness Alicia's here because uh, – I can tell you what I got for Nina before, not for Mother's Day, but uh, my gun-related gift. I did probably what you
0: shouldn't do. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. But probably. it worked out. It worked out. Now I'm curious. <laughs> Make sure you put a notation down to bring that So, oh. But, uh, yeah, because, you know, you never think to buy gun stuff for mothers on Mother's Day unless oh. they're into guns. That's true. Yeah, unless you're fortunate enough to have a mother that's into guns. Yeah. Then you're, then you're so if you're to sitting go. here trying to think what would be a good gun gift, I think you'd have to be in the gun world to probably figure that out. Oh, I got a good one. We've I, got
1: you guys covered.
2: Yeah,
0: because I see something. Women love this
2: thing all the time. That well, shoot. Yeah. it's been
0: a while before the industry has really looked at women as shooters. Right. Yeah, Whether literally. it's the holsters or bags or just clothing in general. Well, yeah, considering what women are the, what,
2: Fastest growing segment, I guess, in the gun community nowadays. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, that stuff should be exploding in terms of what's available out there for them.
0: Well, and I think what it's doing is it's taking small business-minded folks, women, that are developing their own business because who knows how this stuff should fit better than a woman. Yeah, and
2: that's what you know in the classes too, in the CCW classes. I always, uh, you know, I'll, I always tell everybody about San Diego County gun owners, but I make sure to tell the women about not me SD. And uh, because it works, you know, it's better if a woman talks to another mm. woman about that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I'll tell you, if you go into a gun shop and you talk to a guy, you know, and you're a woman, you're going to come out with a little pink gun. And <laughs> it's just, you know, it just doesn't work as well uh, mm-hmm. if you talk to a man about it. So uh,
0: Right. And it most likely will not be the correct gun. Probably not. It's, it's, yeah. it's it, hard to find. It'll it, be the gun that individual. they want. They think would you want. Yeah, and which it's, never, never works. No, but, it's much better to talk to. By woman the way, did you see Desi's new gun? No, I did not. She
1: got, she got the Angel Blue. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, it's it's a shield. She got the shield. Yeah, they don't the call shield. it Angel Blue. They have a different name for it. Angel Blue is the Walther name. But it looks just it's like a teal. It,
0: but it looks just like a teal. It is a teal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks just like the colors for not me SD. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Shield Shield put one out.
0: See, so who didn't think women could come up with excuses to go buy another gun? (laughs) She didn't have a black one, now she had to get it in teal.
1: Yeah, well, she had to have a
0: program every color. She she had to start a program to be able to get this gun (laughs) in this color. I think that's how that whole thing went. But uh, yeah, and she's doing a, she's just doing a really really good job. So it's gonna be a fun show. Fun stuff. See so yeah, a lot
2: of stuff. We'll talk about classes, talk about training, mm-hmm. talk about
1: the upcoming gun, uh, the gun show. Yeah, the gun
2: the upcoming show is coming back. Going
0: and back. it's yeah. gonna,
1: it's put on by a different group. So I'm really curious how this is going to go down. I'm really curious yeah. to see how
0: this is going to fly as well. Yeah. Um you know, as long as I, they seem to understand. I mean, they've crossed all the so. Ts and dotted mm-hmm. all the I's and jumped through every hoop. Was I, it I Lakeside? Think-
1: El Cajon. El Cajon. And I think And I think there's potential for it to be really great, and I think there's a the potential for it maybe to, to be a learning experience. And we're just going to have to see how this
0: goes. Well, one thing you can say, you know, about all of the unfortunate situations out there, the shootings, people are now starting to see that it's not just the gun. Mm-hmm. You know, after you get it pounded in your head as much as you do, people are starting to realize, you know, it is mental health or – you know, it is the criminal that has a gun, not the good guy shooting.
2: Yeah, and that's, well, the unfortunate part, too, is, you know, okay, everybody's like, like, what do you do about it? Because whenever one of these things happens, I mean, obviously, it's, it's terrible, it's tragic. Absolutely. But, um, you know, unfortunately, where we're at in this country now is we refuse to address the thing. We refuse to address the the causes because, like you're saying, it's it's what we're doing in society. Mm-hmm. We're creating these people mm-hmm. to do this and um, and there's a number of different causes it's not just one thing right uh, and but again we have politicians that won't even address it Mm-mm. because they're not interested in it you yeah. know the doesn't one side agenda well the one side wants to use it for gun control that's all right. they ever say mm-hmm. the other side doesn't say anything at all and we're not you know we're not even having a, an honest
0: discussion about mm-hmm. it yet which was which makes it really tough to deal with and really i don't think you should be able to discuss the situation until you fired a weapon How many of these people have never fired a weapon? Well, yeah, that would be, in the ideal world,
2: that would be wonderful.
0: I mean, really, I mean, that's, what did I say? It's the other day, somebody said, you like broccoli? I said, I love broccoli. How about you? I hate it. (laughs) Well, really, how do you cook it? Oh, I don't even eat it. I go, you've never ate it, and you hate broccoli. (laughs) You know what I mean? You've got to at least go out and try it, and I think that's why the female shooter is more enthusiastic than the male shooter, because she didn't think she would like it.
2: Yeah, and that's you know, but the um, the other thing too though is I, I mean I I see people that shoot that that have uh, just a lot of misinformation about mm-hmm, what's going on. Mm-hmm, I, just, I ran into a guy nice. last week that was saying, yeah, we got to get rid of these ARs. There's just too many shootings. And well, I you know that no, not really, because <laughs> I you know you just have to have the some facts. You know, know what will, an AR is, sir. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, it's just like I said, there's <laughs> so much misinformation out
0: there that people just well, and it's from this. people that have never shot a gun,
2: right. Yeah, but to I a mean, certain there's... degree
0: I mean very rarely outside of uh what's his face uh the city council or the supervisor hey, Nathan B- Fletcher who has shot guns before uh-huh mm-hmm. he's about one of the only ones that I know that's against guns even though he knows probably how much he enjoys shooting guns
1: and he has a permit had well he is. had right I wonder if they have they taken it yet? from what I understand they have although it can't be yeah, I can't, can't be verify at that. Where's right. Mike when you need him?
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's – I know I have the same conversation all the well, time. Well,
1: you look at the, the, the transport laws. You know, the they're, the laws are made and put into place by people who don't own or work or transport firearms. You know, you, right. run, you run your cable lock through the magazine well of your firearm. It's a really great secure way to secure yeah. it. You're not compliant with the law. That's the only locking mechanism you have. Right.
0: Well, yeah, you're, I, I, you know, like I guess because I get a lot of it at KUSI, you know, because, you know, I always bring up, not me, S D mm-hmm. especially if there's women in the room, and and then, you know, just to, I always like to just kind of test the waters to see what kind of people are coming in to chat, so, it, it, you know, you never know. All right, hey, let's take a quick break, because we still have a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. So, happy Mother's Day. If you're
2: considering giving a gun as a gift to mom, there are a lot of reasons why you might not, or that
0: might not be the best idea. So, stay tuned. We're going to talk about it next. <laughs> but if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve Firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon, especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760 760- Six four two seven one five oh. All right. I guess you're the gun gift lady. <laughs> I'll say take it. it. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it'd be a little bit of fun to uh, talk a little bit about uh, gifts for the women in your life that are pro Second Amendment. Um, it doesn't have to be just for Mother's Day, but if you happen to have not gotten something, it's not too late to you know do a little something online. And well, when
0: it's hard to buy for somebody, <laughs> if it's hard to buy for it somebody, is. this is a perfect segue especially if you have somebody in the family that shoots
1: Mm -hmm. and here's the thing too when for for people that shoot sometimes gear and things are going to be particular they're going to be specific they're gonna there's Mm. it's, it's kind of a unique thing and it's hard to buy something for somebody when you don't know their particular fit or you know certain aspects of what they need but i do have some ideas of things that can be kind of more generic and universal for anybody and uh i actually kind of put together a list of things that I came up with on my own, but I didn't stop there. I went to a Facebook group that I'm in of women. So it's, it's, a, it's a concealed carry fanatic um, <laughs> group of women. And I put it out there. I put it almost out like a survey. And I thought, you know what, there's going to be things that they're going to think of outside the box that I'm not going to come up with. Mm-hmm. So I took a little bit of a survey and it was kind of interesting some of the answers that came up. Um, some of them were ones that I had on my list already and others were things that I just hadn't even thought of. So it was actually kind of great to, to get some other insight from some other women. So when it came down to it, um, when, so the number one thing, and this wasn't a surprise to me at all, the number one thing that, that was recommended or listed or so that they would love to receive was a gift certificate or paid time for training. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to training, there's, there's a whole huge myriad of, of, of types of training you might be thinking okay you know the woman of my life is she's already a proficient good shooter what good you know what training does she need when if you're not aware there's are there's there's a whole plethora of types of training there's there there's everything from the fundamentals and the basics to to tactical and defensive shooting um, if you have more of an advanced shooter there's something fun that's called cqb or cqc it's uh, close quarters um, combat it's it's kind of a Oh gosh, Joe, how would you describe it? It's almost like a. It's a
2: lot of fun. I did one yeah. of those last year. Right. It was great. <laughs> it's a.
1: It's now. It, no, as far as this goes, it, like you think of it, like when law enforcement goes and they have to go and they have to clear a house. They have some in the home. Uh, they know that's armed with a firearm, staged in a waiting something like that. You're entering. A, you're entering a space where you know that you have an assailant with a firearm, and it's basically you got to find them before they find you. It's, mm. it's kind of one one aspect or one part of the scenario? Now, realistically in life, are you likely going to need that? chances are number zero right odds are never zero um however it's if you've done it it creates a a sense of uh you get you get a a a growth in confidence in yourself you get an awareness that you otherwise wouldn't have had because in these scenarios many of them run with seam sometimes airsoft depending on where you go there's consequences if you don't get them before they get you you're going to feel it and uh, it it kind of wakes you up. Um, it creates a, a, just a an alertness in you, and it's 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 eye opening. Uh, yeah, and all
2: that stuff is good too. There's um, I can never remember this guy's name. There's a trainer that always says um, your your body cannot go where your mind hasn't been, and um, just learning that stuff because like in the class I did, you know, we did that that kind of thing too mm-hmm. with the room clearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we also did, um, you know, moving through crowds with a gun. Right. Say, if you're you're in a business, a mall or something, and a shooting starts, you've got people running all over the place. Um, how can you move? How do you move safely mm-hmm. through a, through a crowd like that? If you feel like you have to draw your gun, mm-hmm. what's a safe way to move through a crowd with your gun? Um, so we did different techniques for doing that. Um, fighting your way through something to to say get to somebody you have to get to. Right. To make a shot, things like that. We had um, the instructors we worked with had the old, uh, i remember from football practice from high school. The old, uh, <laughs> we use them in martial arts too. The old airbags they right, hold up, right? And you'd have to shove your way through Fight that, through. get go through ahead. a door, you know, shoot. So they they teach a lot of that kind of stuff. And
0: I like, I like as simple you a, makes you aware. I like as simple as pepper spray class. Mm-hmm. Yep, I bet absolutely. you if you go out and ask a hundred people tonight. How many of you ever use pepper spray you're gonna get a zero and I then don't if know you know that it'll be zero well I bet out of 100 people I'll bet you it's not going to be as much as you would think because most people don't even know where to buy it and if they did they don't know how to use it that's true you know I think there's so many not like a gun I mean a gun you know you go to the range because well pepper. and that gets back to the training thing that Alicia mm-hmm. was talking about right because
2: because uh, we'll talk about that here in another segment. Um, but the pepper spray class, you know, mm-hmm. it's I think one thing knowing how to use it, but then knowing when you can and can't the use le- the it. legal aspect of it. Yes, because yeah. it's if you use it and you're not justified, that's assault. You could be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I there's a lot more it's to it. Than just to don't dining.
0: go to New York and you. Buy it. <laughs>
1: So, so, so training, there's, the whole point is there's so many different training opportunities, even for an advanced experienced shooter. You know, there's, there's a, there's a, a kind of an, a type of training called, when uh, I, I took it, it was called team tactics, tactics. It's, it's, uh, imagine that you're kind of back to the scenario. Imagine you're in a, in a store, in the mall store, whatever it may be. And you're there with a friend and you, you know, there's a, say an active shooter scenario opens up, you start to hear a fire. Right. Well, you're with a partner. You haven't had time to prepare for this. You know, do you have signal? Do you have code words? You, you likely are not. But it's the idea of the, the situations now it's here, it's loud, it's chaotic. How are you going to coordinate with that partner and get yourself and others to safety? And so it's, it's kind of a training in, in all different types of scenarios. And like I said, are you going to ever need it? I, I sure hope not. But it creates a sense of awareness and confidence in you that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And so there's there's all different levels. Um, and my my tip would be to pair that training with a spa day.
0: After after spa a heavy day. oh
1: a heavy training day, you know how oh, yeah, sore you are yeah, the next yeah, day. Yeah, right. Absolutely, highly recommended.
0: Should put a package together. Well, yeah. Buy yeah. yourself a, a spa company that's into guns. <laughs> hey, you never. Well, doesn't mean the guys can't get a spa day. Paint that's, your toes. A,
1: a little pedicure. Yeah. yeah. There you go.
0: Can't, can't reach your toes anymore. Um, All right. The gift idea, I think, is, is really a good idea. Because you might have somebody in the family that's not into guns. True. For example. And maybe the wife is. You know, mm-hmm. if you, you want to... I think gift cards are probably by far the best, unless you, you really yeah. Know if your you partners. really don't
1: know, you can you yeah. can get to your local range mm-hmm. and just simply buy it. Let them spin it how they want. Most ranges offer training to some in, in some form, um, and if it's not training that they want, right. there's always ammo. You can never go wrong with ammo.
0: Do you have gift cards for your training?
2: Um, no, we don't right now. But uh, it's and it's more of a limitation of the software that we use to to. Well, I mean, the, you could put it on the back of your car. Certainly, we could do something okay. like that. Well, we're, we give them away here on the uh, show. We just—I've got a guy in class this week that won. Uh, oh,
0: okay. That yeah. won last week here on the show. Absolutely. And what we need to do, we need to get that guy to come or call in and tell us what he thought of the class. Yes, that's, I was thinking about that myself. So. Well, I mean, it's it's always fun to give away stuff, and then you know. But it's nicer when you were able to talk to that person and they say, man, that's, that was amazing. I get learned that feedback. This Yeah, learned and it's that. like, a,
2: you know, and I'd be up for doing that as a monthly thing here too because, uh, you know, I, on the one hand, it's a business. But on the other hand, you know, the reason I do all this stuff that I do is to get the word out and to get information out to people. So the more people I could get in there, the better it is. And it's know. good
0: for you too because you also get good feedback. Yeah, yeah. On your training. Exactly. Which I know you want. I mean, because you want to be the best of the... What, what did you write on that piece of paper? He can't read Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, now you're not going to tell him? You're just know, going to drive him crazy.
1: I was going to take a guess as to who his student was.
0: Ah. Oh. <laughs> no, and I can't remember <laughs> no.
2: the name, but... Uh,
0: you should have known. But, well, man.
2: you guys were here last... I wasn't here. You guys were here when he won.
0: <laughs> was he that... The guy... What, what it was just you and I?
1: No. Mike is right, here. We'll, we'll
0: wait for the break. We'll yeah. ask Rich. Yeah, I know, Rich well, will. I know. we'll talk. We'll <laughs> yes, talk. It doesn't make any difference. But I'm just saying, you know, it's always fun <laughs> to, to to bring that person in and get some feedback. No, I think that's
2: a great idea. I was thinking about that myself. Yeah. So, uh, so that'd be a good thing
0: to do. All right. All right. All right. So, what else you got on so your list?
1: So, next gift that we had that, uh, you know, by the way, I did this as a, as a voting system. So, I'm, I'm ranking them in order of most to least. Um Next up would be, of course, ammo. You could never go wrong with ammo as long as you know their caliber. If not, gift certificate comes in handy. Um After that was going to be the Mantis, uh, which is a, a dry fire practice I, system.
0: I've been thinking about that.
1: The Mantis, I believe the, Mantix, the Mantis X is the current version. Is that correct? Is there a new one after that? I,
0: I Well, I last, if you believe in radio and commercials, uh-huh. the Mantis X was the latest. I
1: driver. believe the X is the X is the one that I have, and I believe that's the most recent. Um, it's, and that's a,
0: a no ammo fire practice. Correct. And it's, it's supposed a, to increase your ability like in 20 minutes. You're... Well, it gives you a lot of good feedback. It does. It
1: gives you feedback. Yeah. It's it's a, basically a device that'll attach to your firearm. If you right. have a Picatinny, if you have a rail, it'll attach to your rail. If not, there's an attachment that you can attach mm-hmm. to the base plate mm-hmm. of your magazine. It attaches somewhere to your firearm. Right. Um, you pair that with an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a number of different training scenarios that it can put you through. And it's basically a way to, through dry fire. Um, you you can do it live fire. Uh, the Mantis X is pistol only. They do have an AR the version. Black Black beard. black beard, that's black it. Beard. I was gonna say so, black cock yeah. and I knew that yeah. wasn't right. They do have one for an AR. But I think and, a
0: pistol's I mean the most common. Probably.
1: Correct. And so it and it does have an option within the app to designate dry fire versus live fire. You can also use it live fire. Oh, what really? it does, it does. And it has it gives you immediate feedback. It'll actually bring up a grid and it'll show you the movement of your firearm. So as you trigger press, and it actually will color code it red, yellow, green, um, the movement before you began to trigger press during the trigger press and immediately after. So what movement are you having with your firearm? And then it will then uh, basically uh decipher and tell you what you were doing was that were you slapping the trigger was it right were you breaking the wrist what are you doing it it, you'll it's pretty i found that it's fairly accurate i'm not sure how you feel about it joe if you've used it
2: yeah no it was a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. but um no i thought it was really good especially with the uh doing the draw strokes and Mm -hmm. things like that because there's a lot of weird you know with a a handgun what's hard about a handgun is there's so much movement and so much nuance that goes into it that will throw your shot off Mm -hmm. and it's hard to see when you're doing it and you're probably like what am i doing
0: and yeah, what uh, am I doing wrong with right. this?
2: It traces it, it from you. the holster all the way up to your shot, and it'll show you on the phone. It'll show you'll see that. Yeah, you'll see a graph. It's actually yeah. kind of neat so to look at. It's out. really good. What
0: do yeah. those run? Not Ooh, to put you Oh, gosh. Spot.
1: You know, I it's been a hot minute. I want to say it's around 200. I going
0: to say, it had to be a. I figured at some point, I could be off. I'll look it 100. up. I'll look it up. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. And we can do that. Absolutely right here on gun owners radio, FM 96.1 am 1170. The answer. Hi hey, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteers at a sh- Volunteer at a shooting social, a gun shop, tabletop, and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. You can become a member today, ocgunowners.com slash join. All right, we're going back to gun gifts for the gun gals. And gonna... I have
1: a little bit of clarification for the Mantis. That's some watch. good info. All right, so, and thank you, Mark. Mark was actually messaging in and trying to help me out as I was looking it up. So we have actually, the Mantis currently has three different versions, which when I purchased mine, there was only one. So there's the Mantis X, there's the X2, the X10, and the Uh, X3. So let's do a really quick brief rundown on the difference. The the X2 is the base model, it looks like, and that one runs $99, and that's going to be your dry fire uh, practice only, and it is going to be compatible with both handgun and rifle, which I was not Uh, aware that it was rifle compatible, so I'm glad we're looking this up. It is going to work on a rifle as well. Uh, X3 is going to be that's your live fire or a dry fire, both handgun and rifle. All right. So if your purpose, if your intention is only to dry fire and to get your practice in that way, the X2 is going to meet your needs at ninety nine dollars. If you want the live fire option, that uh, is going to be the X3 and that runs one sixty nine. If you want to go with the the top of the line, that's going to be the Mantis X10. That one will run you two fifty. That one is going to be dry fire, live fire on both handgun and rifle. And it also adds in the uh, some uh, options for shotgun as well as archery.
0: So let me ask a question. I'll be the dummy in the room. You know, I've heard that you know you should never take a gun and just start pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger. Dry fire. Yeah, because you'd mm-hmm. wear out the firing pin.
1: Th- so it depends on the firearm. You know, for example, if you're talking about a rim fire like a twenty-two, mm-hmm. that's correct. You're not going to want to dry fire anything. That's going to be a rim fire. You're, a twenty-two or a seventeen, something like that. That's uh-huh. correct. Uh-huh. In theory. Anything that, So anything that's going to be center fire is technically considered safe. However, I don't know how you feel about it, Joe, but I, I don't like the idea, idea of doing it often. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> you know,
0: the way these companies are, are marketing this, mm-hmm. you know, you should do it every night.
1: You should dry fire. And, and, well, you, can, you can dry fire. You can, there, there, there's devices you can use. You know, you, they're called dummy rounds our training rounds oh, so if you put you, so that in the correct gun, it's it, it you're that it way your firing pin is impacting something it's ah. not you can kind of think of it as like a hyperextension if there's nothing there for it to impact the thought is that it could hyper right. no, kind of yeah, hyperextend yeah, yeah, right yeah. and and uh, make your firing pin so your best bet fragile. is to get
0: to get the dummy round not a bad idea well now you don't have to worry about it I mean, there you go all right all right what cool.
1: are your thoughts on that joe
2: I think most of the modern guns are okay Mm -hmm. to dry fire practice with. Um, So that's just kind of like an old tale. Yeah. Well, no. Before I I think older guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be a problem because of the way they were designed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think now with you know if you've got a gun that's you know within the last twenty years or so, Mm -hmm. maybe an older one's fine.
1: You Um, look, for example, revolvers. So the old style, the way the firing pin was attached to the hammer. So those are going to be all in my. Anything that's got that older style with the firing pin attached to the hammer is going to be going to be a little bit more fragile.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting too because like with the revolvers, the, mm-hmm. those are perfect to put the snap caps in or mm-hmm. the dummy rounds in because they just stay there. Mm-hmm. With a semi-auto, if you want to dry fire, you've got to reset that trigger, which I guess you could still do with a with a snap cap in there because you don't you have can, to pull it back that far. But if
1: but. you buy you know if you buy a barrel block, they'll they'll give you what looks like a snap cap that's missing the top half. Have you ever seen those? Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of that. Those will sit inside your magazine. But they want eject or extract. They also actually, they technically actually never might take that back there. They're not going to impact your firing pin either. That's going to be a way to cycle um, with your magazine and to cycle your slide. Reset your trigger.
0: Because you know as so, well as I do with price of ammo. I mean, that, right. that device right. is really a
2: good idea. Yeah, and you can accomplish a lot dry firing too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, in terms of grip and trigger pull. And now with the, with everybody with the red dots, um, one of the big things with the red dot is when you draw coming up and coming up in the right spot or you'll see people searching around. Where's the dot? Where's the dot? And a way to train through that is dry fire with that, you know, mm-hmm. practice uh, that kind of stuff.
0: With dry fire, do you get recoil? No. No. Although they're, they're and not, you if, don't it, get not noise. if it goes well. No. So, you don't get, yeah. <laughs> so you don't get noise and you don't, you don't get recoil. And I think those are the two factors. It will cause a person not to hit the target. The, the, the not necessarily
1: because <laughs> the recoil is after the fact. Exactly. So if your trigger press sucks, it doesn't, the, the recoil is,
0: okay, you, can, you can blame it
1: on difference. the recoil. But no, what it is, is is if you understand, you get to know your trigger, right? You get to know where that slack is. Where's that pressure? Well, you you kind of, you learn the fundamentals of how to press that trigger without creating excess movement on the gun. That's what you're going to get in dry fire. If you're just slapping that trigger and you're blaming, you're blaming your misses on recoil, you're not you're not helping yourself. Um, there's the the fundamentals of, of the of the grip and the the trigger press. That's that's built-in dry fire, and I don't think dry fire gets enough credit.
2: Yeah, I think the thing with the recoil too is um, it's the anticipation of that bang, and it causes people to flinch and push the right. gun down, mm-hmm. so they'll shoot low. And one of the dry fire things that will do something that Bill showed me actually that he does in class um, to try to try to help people get a handle on the flinch is um, he'll take a um, an empty shell case and balance it on the top of the front sight and then have the person take out the slack of the trigger and then squeeze until it goes off. And if they can do that without knocking that shell case mm-hmm. off, that's what they're looking for. Because uh, you'll see people that are that are flinching or mashing. Yeah, when they they pull the trigger back it knocks the case off. So again that, that lets people focus on that on that trigger pull because that's a big thing because mm-hmm. you don't have to move that gun that much with a handgun. Just move it a tiny little bit. It makes a big difference down on the target. You know, even, even five yards out, it makes a big difference. What
1: you need to do is you need to essentially kind of isolate your trigger finger and separate that from your lower three. If you are pressing that trigger with the entire hand, oh, you're, yeah, it's yeah. – it's, and that's – you're you're creating excess movement. Um, one thing that I do that I'm kind of mean is I will sneak a snap cap in a magazine. <laughs> they don't know that it's in there. I'll load the mag. I might I'll take it when they're not looking, or I'll be you know I'll, I'll pretend to be helpful and I'm loading your mag for you. Um, I will put a snap cap in there. They're not aware of it. They're going to treat that gun the same, and so it may be that the first three, four, or five rounds are live, and they're good to go. in round six boom, they're going to hit that snap cap. They're not going to know. They're going to treat that gun the same. If they're going to lurch or they're going to lunge or they're going to jerk it and slap the trigger, they're going to do all those same things. And when it doesn't fire and that recoil is not there to disguise their movement, they see it. Mm. They see how they lurch or they lunge and they flinch and they move. And uh, it really reveals, you know, if, if they don't believe they're doing it, it shows them that what they're doing. Mm, mm, mm. So,
0: yeah. Okay. what's next? All right.
1: So next I have ear pro, And this one is... uh, This one is... Uh, so, ear pro is just going to be your hearing protection. There's lots of different options. There's inside, there's inner ears, there's outer ears. There's electronic. Um, electronic, in my opinion, are great. I love electronic ears. Uh, what's nice about electronic ears is you have the option to turn them off. If the if sometimes the input, the sound, is too overwhelming, you can turn it down. Hmm. However, I like the option of being able to hear what's going on around Those me. Those are headphones. They can be, they can be inner ears or they can be outers. What it does is it blocks the decibels, those of those higher decibels of the rounds being fired, but it lets down, it lets through the lower decibels, people's voices discussions. Um, I like being aware of what's going on around me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So EarPro is great. Um, They can get kind of pricey. And so some of those nicer ones will pair with your phone. You can still talk, you can take, if you get a phone call in the range, you don't have to leave the range. You can take your call, whatever it may be. Um, So EarPro is always a great one. And if they already have EarPro they like, you can get them what's called a gel insert. That is going to be the pad that goes between the ears, the outer ears, and their head. If they don't have gel inserts already, gel inserts are wonderful.
3: Yeah,
2: extremely wonderful.
1: Yeah. Ears tend to come with uh, with the harder f- foam. The gel is just so much softer. Uh, mm. the, if, if they have an issue with their their eye protection being shoved into their head, creating headaches and tension, those gel inserts are a little softer but still give good a good seal. So I like the, the gel inserts on the outer ears. All right. Next up, I have the Enigma. If you've not heard of it, it's made by Filster. The Enigma is, and we've talked a little bit about it before, but the Enigma, no, we, we have, we've talked a little bit about it. The Enigma is not a holster. Um, it is a rig belt system that fits to your body. What's nice is it's unique and independent from your clothing. So if you like to wear leggings, you like to wear dresses, you wear things that are not compatible necessarily with a belt um, or being able to carry appendix or else uh, otherwise around the, the waist. The Enigma is a belt that fits on you when your clothing goes over. It's not just for women, however. So a lot of men do use it too. It will have a leg leash or a strap that goes around the leg that helps to keep the rig and the holster and everything in place so that when you draw, it doesn't lift or move. And uh, you attach your holster to the rig system. And uh, it's pretty comfy. They do make a sport belt that's an add-on or an after, an after purchase that you can put on that's a little bit more comfortable around the waist. The one that it comes with can be a little bit rough the sport one is a little bit more comfortable Um, I do have an enigma I don't use it as enough I need to start working on that but it's it's very handy especially as women we don't tend to wear you know men tend to wear jeans or pants pretty much you know regular and if not pants you're wearing shorts so you have often the option of belts women don't always do that so I like that Do do you have an enigma Joe
2: no, I do not. Um, I, I should probably pick one up, if for nothing else, to use in my class as a demonstration <laughs> a for a demo. holster. Because right. there's all sorts of options you have now for holsters. Right. And uh, yeah, enigma is one of them. And um, from what I hear, people that use them like them a lot. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need to spend more time with mine. Uh, but uh, they're, they're fantastic. And Filster is who makes them. Again, they do not come with a holster. So you need to provide your own as long as the the, uh, the screw points line up, it'll fit. Mm. Um, next up on the list was just simply range time, just range time. Mm-hmm. Letting you know, whether it be that you're babysitting, watching the kids, uh, you give them the money to go, just let them go and just let them have that free time. And then again, why not throw on that spa pack the mm-hmm. spa day after the fact, right?
2: Yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, what you didn't mention on your list was the little loaders, the Maglulas, or was that Oh, I, I caught that, you too soon. That's okay, up next. Go, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so next up on the list, I did. I have the the Up Lula. It's a loader. Um, if you're not familiar with what a loader is, it's a device that simply just helps to manipulate the the magazine in a way that helps to feed the rounds. And if you manually load your magazines, you'll know that your thumbs get kind of raw and tired. And uh, you know, here in California, our our mags tend to be capped at ten. By you know, after maybe round seven. You, you, you kind of get tired. Yeah, you not. Eight nine, The spring, eight, nine and 10 t- are yeah. Tough. It's it's kind of <laughs> funny. I'll I'll be working with people I'm like, yeah, you know, six is good. <laughs> they just that they don't want to fight that spring. Well, the loader just helps you to manipulate that magazine in a well, way. There's a
0: few different models there, of loaders there out are. there.
1: are, for example, Glock gives you one with your Glock. It's free and it comes with your gun. Oh, not nice. my favorite. I don't know how you feel about it, Joe, but I'm not a fan of the Glock loader. Um, it's it's free and it comes with your gun. So there's I guess there's value in that. Uh, the one that I like is the Up Lula. It does come in a range of colors. It comes in pink, purple, green, orange. I've seen like a rusty brown and a red, white, and blue. Um, it also comes in black. However, I'm not a fan of black. Any woman will know anything black will get lost in the bottom of your purse in your bag, and it's hard to find. So I like those brighter colors. But the up blue lid will just save your thumbs and save you time.
2: Yeah, and it'll get picked up if you leave it at the range, yeah. too. Yeah, mark, mark going to pick up your pink one. So. <laughs>
1: You never know. <laughs> use a little wood burning. I use a wood burning tool and, and put my name in it because they, they are pretty popular. They will walk away.
2: Yeah. My wife has one. of those. She loves it. Yeah. And uh, I remember I, I discovered it after I started shooting matches. And, you know, after these stages, trying mm-hmm. to reload these six different. You know 10 round magazines oh, yeah. it's like I, the first time i saw that it was like wow i gotta oh, yeah. have one of those
1: one well, that th- so they come and they are caliber specific to a point they make one that's that's skinny and thin for a 22 and then they make one that'll uh, that'll work um from a nine up to a 45 so nine, forty, and 45 will all fit um, and work with that one loader uh, right so next up i have a, a first aid kit an ifac mm-hmm. so an individual first aid kit that you, that will travel with you and be handy and convenient if you need it. Um, it's beyond band aids. So it should have, in my opinion, a chest seal and a, a tourniquet. And uh, and if not, a, a quick clot or a wound seal, something along those lines. Some type of a hemostat. Can't go wrong with a gun cleaning kit either.
0: Get them a gift certificate to have gift their guns cleaned at a range.
1: That was not mentioned, but you know how wonderful that is.
0: Can you imagine? That would be wonderful. One of the reasons why most people should join ranges, just to you know, get that membership, to get, to the, get the gun cleaning. So they'll clean my guns. Nah, yeah, yes, I see. Like, can we got more? Could maybe I do? We, can we fill in?
1: Uh, we can fill in whatever you need me to fill
0: in. Uh, see, when we come back, we're going to be chatting with uh, Simon, Tony Simon. Are mm-hmm. you doing that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here. We could do that one. Okay, so let's do that. Let's take a break. You are listening let's do it. to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170.
1: The answer. So host of the second is for everyone podcast the second is for everyone diversity shoot and front of the show tony simon is back stay tuned we're catching up with the largest pound-for-pound gun bunny in america up next
0: but first have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license and here in san diego pilots can fly almost every day uh, which makes san diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world you can learn to fly with san diego flight training international check out this deal just for gun owners radio listeners uh, you get one hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor, and, yes, you do get to fly. Normally, $400 for, what, for listeners, 350 Getting started is real easy. You can give them a call at 858-569-1822 or learn to fly with SDFTI. Call them again, 858-569-1822. And don't forget, SDFTI is hosting a CCW seminar on May 30th. Uh, you can learn how to get your CCW permit right here in San Diego. All right, we got a special guest on the line, and he's been on the show before. We're going to chat about Diversity Shoot Expedition. Tony Simon. Hey, Tony, how you doing, buddy?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Great to be on again.
0: Yeah, we're just kicking back, having fun. So, who wants to lead off with this one? Oh, I got a question. I'll ask.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, Tony, this
0: is Joe.
2: Did you um, did you hear the uh, the intro to you? Before we came (laughs) on, so what? Okay, so so tell me about the largest pound for pound gun bunny in America.
3: (laughs) Uh, If you guys have ever been on my social media, you'll see a picture of me in a bubble bath and we also had t-shirts with me in the bubble bath you go on diversity com. you can actually purchase a t-shirt and um, so that came from (laughs) me relaxing after a uh, NRA in Indianapolis and uh, relaxed too much with a little too much of the Captain Morgan and thought it was a good (laughs) idea to take a picture of myself in a bubble bath and post it on IG so that went a little viral, and uh, then my partner on uh, Firearms Radio Network decided that he was going to make a sticker of it and give it to his daughter. Well, he had to make 25, minimum order. So we had 24 <laughs> stickers of me, and we, uh, Aaron Paulette, contacted me. Aaron is from Operation Blazing Sword and uh, Pink Pistols. She runs those two organizations. She said, hey, can I make a T-shirt with that picture on it? So if you visit com, that T-shirt is for sale, and the funds are split between our two organizations. And that's when I just decided I was going to embrace the gun bunny thing. I mean, come on. Yeah, why not? I mean, come I'm
0: on. Oh yeah,
2: that's right.
3: I'm selling merch of me in a bubble bath. You can't deny that's the most gun bunny thing you can do.
2: That's great. I thought didn't uh, <laughs> didn't somebody interview President Obama from a bubble bath? If I remember right. That wasn't you, was it? Uh.
3: No, I was busy that day, washing my hair. (laughs) 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 So anyway,
0: so what have you been up to?
3: Uh, Dude, I've been up to, uh, you know, getting sponsors. Uh, Diversity Shoes started out in 2015. We did it every other month at Gun for Higher Range. We grew, uh, and in 2020, when they shut everything down, somehow we got bigger. We got invited to Pennsylvania. I'm in New Jersey, by the way, if people don't know. Uh, We got invited to open up and start doing events in Pennsylvania at the Heritage Guild. So we were doing that monthly. The state opened back up. We picked up a couple of more ranges. And now we're hosting these events every two weeks. So uh, we've grown with COVID, gotten really busy. And this year I planned on doing a uh, Midwest uh, leg of the tour because in 2021 I was already in Omaha. With a Nebraska Firearms Owners Association. I hosted uh, three events out there. And I was hoping to do the same thing in Oklahoma, Kansas, and Lincoln, Nebraska this year. And pretty much it came down to the wire. And it's just the funds aren't there to pay for, you know, flights and everything needed. So we had to cancel it. But what I'm doing right now is it's getting set up to become a 501c3 so we can get funding through the industry and they can actually have it be tax deductible. Even when people donate, they can, you know, write it off on their taxes. So I think that'll make it a lot easier. Right. And I'll just push a tour back either to the end of this year or we plan it again for the same time, but next year. So that's what I want to do because I think it's necessary. Gun owners, gun ownership has exploded. Mm -hmm. Um, it has gone across every demographic and I think a lot of those people Purchased a firearm and now they kind of have it at home because they got it Because of an emergency or a perceived emergency, but they're like where's a range? I'm kind of afraid to go to a range by myself because I don't know anybody You know, I made this purchase on my own without consulting people So they don't have a circle of gun friends. So my whole thing with the diversity shoot is one to create help create that circle Two, for new people out there, introduce them to firearms, firearms community, um, you know, gun shops, everything that we take for granted, a lot of people don't know, and I'd like to help introduce those people to this and also get them into advocacy at the same time, because if you're being truthful, most gun owners purchased the firearm and had it for years, maybe even decades before they got involved in advocacy. And truthfully, we don't have that time anymore. We need to get new gun owners to become advocates immediately um, and to start fighting for that right, especially uh, in other political parties. So if you're a Democrat and you're a firearms owner, but you're not an advocate, let's change that. Let's get you pushing for that right in your party, because we as voters can take gun control off the menu by uh, affecting our own political party. If you're a diehard Republican, no Democrats going to listen to you when you write them a letter talking about I'll never vote for you because you've never voted for one. But when a lifelong Democrat writes and says, listen, I'm not going to vote for you in the primary. I'm going to vote for the person that's more 2A friendly in my party. And you just won't get elected in the primary and thereby they won't be able to run. And that's what we're going to have to do. It's going to take all of us to actually make gun control political poison. And I think we can do it, but we have to educate others and not shut them out and not gatekeep. So that's what I'm trying to do with this: just grow the community organically through grassroots movement and funding from regular people, really, because I don't think as gun owners we can afford to have a pro-gun Bloomberg. You know, because once someone starts cutting multi-million dollar checks, they want you to dance to their tune, and I don't think we need that. I think we need to be funded by us regular people, and uh, that way at least I'm answerable to you, you know what I mean? Or even your local 2A organizations. Hey, come to the local meetings. You'll meet who's representing you, and you'll see they don't have $50,000 suits. Um, And that's the thing. We have to take part of this. The time for remote control activism is over. We're going to have to actually be a part of the solution. Yeah, that's so a, that's that's a great philosophy.
2: Yeah, that's that's the, that's the what really needs to get out there. That's great information. Tony, can you walk through what the, um, just for listeners that aren't familiar with it, just exactly what you do with the diversity shoot and what that looks like?
3: Oh, sure. So we put word out, and, and it's taken a while to build up. But it's like, whoever you are, bring a friend. You're that guy at work. And you talk about guns every now and again, and you get annoyed <laughs> by some of the guys around the water cooler. Take me to the range. Take me to the range. Take me to the—all right bring them to my event. So we welcome all these people. If you have a relative that wants to go to the range or even thinking about it, bring them to the range. So we started the event off. I introduced myself, our mission, what we're trying to do. Um, I'll give a little history on gun control itself, uh, why it's ineffective, how we're being played to make it seem like firearms are the problem. And then I introduced second amendment groups in the state that we're in, and they talk about what they do. We have some food. We, we order pizza, and we get people to talk amongst themselves while they're here, that kind of thing. We answer any questions they have without being, like, attack mode. You know what I mean? It's not online. It's in real life. So you could ask, why would anybody need an AR-15? And then I can give you an answer, and we can discuss what you really want to know, it, which is why are people using these weapons to kill people? Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we'll have that discussion without it turning into a fight or insults because we all want the same thing. We don't want this to happen. And then uh, we have some raffles and we safety brief and my people go out and I have a person in every port that's if not a certified firearms instructor has been instructing people for decades. And our guests go in, go in each port, shoot different firearms that my volunteers have brought to the event or companies have donated. And they just have a great time shooting guns Uh, when they're done. If they're comfortable, they keep shooting guns. If they're uncomfortable, I tell them they can walk out, go in the classroom and hang out and talk to other people. So we keep it to be a social, no pressure, fun event. And then we end it. It's like three hours long but we try to turn it into a fun social event that allows you to ask questions. It's not a monolith. Everybody isn't wearing a MAGA hat. Everybody's not white with a beard and a dude. So that's what we do. All right. What's your website? Diversityshoot.com. All right, buddy.
0: Thanks a lot, Tony. Appreciate. We will be talking to you down the road.
1: Thank you. All
0: right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate right. it. Bye, guys. Our pleasure. Bye. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170
1: the answer.
0: Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your local gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. You can become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. Join.
1: All right. you're gonna got talk some
0: about, prizes. You're going to do
1: the prizes and events? Sure. Absolutely. I'll give away free things. Sure. All right. So we got some prizes and events to talk about. Uh, first, we have our subscribe and win winner. Uh, so if you subscribe to our email list and uh, then you get entered into a drawing and you can win some pretty cool stuff. We have a winner this week. Our winner for a gun owner's radio t-shirt or hat is going to be Vicki Castro. So cool. congratulations, Vicki. You're a subscribe and win winner for this week. Uh, we also have a, uh, an opportunity for members to win free training, and our free training this week um, is going to be uh, by Mike. Ooh, I'm going to butcher this last DeSargo. name. Disargo thank you, from Stronghold Dynamic Training. And um, it, uh, if you'd like to be able to win that prize, you just need you to go and register for the drawing at gunownersradio.com slash training, the number four, and then members. So gunownersradio.com slash training for members. You can enter to win that training with Mike DeSargo, DeSargo. All right. And that's going to be for training on June 3rd. So that is a specific training date. So sign up now if you'd like to be able to win that. We also have gun show ticket winners. Uh, If you remember last week, we talked about the new gun show coming up June 3rd and 4th, and uh, we have a number of winners that uh, followed the instructions. And uh, they are going to be Jorge Alfaro, Robert Lee Wong, and Robert Bennett. Those are our three winners. If you'd like to sign up for uh, next week's drawing at gunownersradio.com slash gun show, we're going to be picking some more winners for next week as well. It's not All too late right. to get in.
0: Good. All right. So we got Joe Germisi in the house. And he's going to talk about pepper spray and uh, situational awareness. Is that the latest class you're teaching? It is. Yeah. It's one of two classes that uh, we've developed or I developed here
2: uh, in the last couple of months. This is the this will be the fourth month. So we're mm-hmm. doing this class the third Saturday of each month. So uh, coming up here the 20th, so next Saturday. Where are you doing it? Um, we have a classroom down on uh, Magnolia and El Cajon. So, uh, so we're right there doing it. And um, the pepper spray and situational awareness class, it's a four hour class. And um, what it is, the focus is on the situational awareness part, which is just kind of the techie term for paying attention. And um, it's, what we focus on is is how to avoid getting into a situation where you have a problem so in other words um you know people that would do violence to you say criminals people like that um you know they're technically they're predators they're just like a lion or a tiger and they select people they select victims they look for certain things um the behaviors that they do are are noticeable behaviors if you're paying attention and that's, that's one of the key things, because they look for people who aren't paying attention. And um, so that's kind of what we try to emphasize in there. And for instance, if you're aware and you're paying attention, um, you can see these people and you could notice them. And something that John Carrillo always says is, awareness buys you time, time buys you options. So the sooner you see something like that, the more options you have. If you don't notice the person that wants to do you harm until they're right up to you, then there's not much you can do about it. So the class focuses a lot, again, it's a four hour class. And a lot of the four hours is just talking about, okay, how to avoid those kinds of people, um, you know, the behaviors that you could be looking for, the things you can do to not be selected by people like that. Because again, they observe, you know, and we talk about the OODA loop, right, where they observe, orient, decide, and act. So all humans do that. So criminals look at a group of people. They decide, okay, that's the one I want. Um, They figure out how to get close to them because if they're, you know, they spot you from the other side of the parking lot, they really can't hurt you from there. They have to get close to you. The things that they do to get close are obvious if you're looking. The problem is a lot of people aren't looking. A lot of people are playing with their phones. They're oblivious to everything that's around them, and that's what criminals look for. And um, so we talk about, you know, how you can avoid being selected in the first place. And then if you are selected by a criminal or even, you know, it doesn't have to be a criminal. There's a lot of just goofy people out there now that would want to confront you over some, you know, perceived slight or you insulted them somehow. You know, I'm sure what you did uh, or they want to argue about the gas pump or the parking space or something like that. So, you know, how to avoid dealing with those people if you do get sucked into one of those things, how you might be able to deescalate that kind of thing. And, um, and, again, something I always talk about is you can only de-escalate people that want to be de-escalated. And, um, you know, I mean, that's a great thing to try. And if you've worked with it a little bit and you feel like you're good at it, great. Um, but you have to realize that that doesn't always work. And uh, so pepper spray is a good alternative. And um, it's a good way to, um, you know, get you a couple of seconds to break contact and get out of there because that's what you're looking for. Um, and even people that have... Um, you know, uh, people like we were talking earlier where Alicia trains and Krav Maga and stuff like that. Even people that have those kinds of skills, um, you know, something that Bill always point out, do you, do you really want to wrestle around with, with the homeless guy that's threatening you and yelling at you? Um, so, again, the pepper spray gives you kind of a, uh, an option. So what we do in the class is we, we teach, you know, when you can use the pepper spray, when are you justified. Uh, because if you spray somebody and you're not justified, you can be charged with assault. Because that's what that is. Mm -hmm. So you have to, there's rules, and you have to understand what you can and what you can't do.
0: Do you teach them how to use the
2: pepper spray? We do. The class comes with a pepper spray, so everybody that attends the class will get a real pepper spray. They'll also get an inert trainer that just shoots water, but it it, it works just like the uh, pepper spray. And then we'll run through some scenarios in class. Hitting the target could be a challenge if you're freaking out. Yeah, and that's true. And mm-hmm. there's a certain way to do it, and there's a certain way to hold the thing and shoot. And we'll practice. We'll we'll spray each other in class with the inert trainers. Um, so we get to do that kind of stuff. And um, it's a really useful class. I think it's really good information. Um, people seem to like it. We've done it now. I think four. Well, and I taught it a little bit before this, but uh, probably four months now. Do you recommend a specific spray? Yeah, yes. we. We like the Palm Pepper Spray, um, and the reason I like Palm is because it's uh, – well, there's two reasons. The uh, Palm is small. It's easy to carry. So, you know, if something's small and easy to carry, you'll carry it. Mm-hmm. If it's a big thing, you're less likely to carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about Palm, and the other one is Sabre. The Sabre sprayers are a little bit bigger than the Palm sprayers, but the two good things about Palm and um, Sabre is they those two companies – regularly check the pepper spray material that they're getting because it really is pepper it's made from real peppers and if you've gardened or ever grown peppers you know that some years you get really hot peppers Mm -hmm. the next Mm -hmm. year it's the same exact pepper plant you're getting not hot peppers Mm -hmm. Um, so that stuff varies and as far as we could find out palm and saber are the only two that regularly check that
1: quality control is there one thing that i would i'd like to mention that you mentioned saber um, Sabre does have a line and, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Go ahead. Um, they have a line of, of gel that I just would like to be in, informational to the public. Um, I, I would not, I personally don't recommend gel. How do you feel about gel? Yeah, I love Sabre, but not the gel.
2: Yeah. And there's four, four configurations, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we talk about these in the, class, but right. you can have stream, which is what the palm is, which is what we recommend. Right. Um, the gel, I guess, is a little less susceptible, maybe to wind, but the range is going to be shorter, and they say there's a delay, maybe of a couple a, of seconds, before, long, before it might long start delay. to work
1: because it has to it has to dry before it'll be effective. So,
2: mm. so, but again, but the upside of that is your the chances of cross contaminating, right? Of, you know, hitting somebody else. But I mean, really, with this with the stream, and you can see how the stream fires. You're not going to hit. I mean, I'm I am i am sure I could hit you from here and oh, not hit somebody next to you. You know, absolutely. It's, uh, and then there's there's fog and there's cones, so there's uh, four different kinds that you see. But the stream is probably the most prevalent one. I stream
1: think. is what I prefer,
2: and that's what we talk about there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's a uh, like I said, it's a good class. Um, you know, a lot of that information, and like I said, the whole thing. It's the same thing with the concealed carry stuff. You know, you want to avoid getting into the situation in the first place, and so by by being aware, by paying attention, um, by avoiding. Uh, things like that because like we'll talk about um, for instance if you spend any time going downtown for instance where you've got the big buildings you've got the doorways um, you know what people do it's real easy for someone that wants to do you harm to be tucked into a doorway if you're walking down that thing and you're walking along the edge of the building you know that person could be working with someone across the street who's the spotter Mm -hmm. and they just with a simple nod or a signal when you get there the guy just reaches out pulls you into the doorway so, these are things that people don't think about necessarily. So, we talk about that kind of stuff. How, how do we How
0: do we get a hold of you for the
2: classes? So, uh, two ways. Uh, USCCA, um, you go to their website under training, under in-person classes, type in your zip code. It'll ask you for and you'll see all of our classes and all the dates scheduled up there. Um, if you go to the CCW USA site, go under the class schedules. You'll have to scroll down through all the classes, but you'll see the uh, pepper spray classes in there as well.
0: All right, cool. Well... Don't touch that dial, folks. A whole lot more Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM
1: 1170. The answer. All right. With Mass... Media hyper-focused on shooting incidents. How should Second Amendment activists respond? Well, let's talk about it up next.
0: But first, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker? Nope. That's 100 pounds bigger. Well, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training Purchasing a gun and getting a concealed carry permit. Any, and guess what? It's free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and Inland Empire. Get help today at notmesd.org. You know, we we're ta- yeah, We're going to be talking about shootings and, and a few other things as well. By the way, mm-hmm. we can finish up on your gift list. Oh.
1: Wrap that up really quickly. Yeah. We can yeah. wrap that up really quick. So let's do that now. Right.
0: Let's go ahead and have you wrap up. And these are gifts for gals. But I'm sure you can get one for a guy too. You
1: can, absolutely. All right, so let's just kind of, I'll just kind of blow through it really quickly. Um, You know, some of the smaller items we had uh, targets, there's some really fun ones. You can find some fun um, background targets online. You can get those shoot and seize. All those things are kind of fun. Ranges, most of them will let you bring in your own targets. You're not limited to what they offer.
0: What about those ones that are full of blood?
1: Yeah, those are, well, some ranges won't let you use those
0: because you got to clean up. Yeah, because
1: you got to clean up. So yeah, but those are fun, but not every range will let you use them. So, yeah, but those are fun. Um, little things like D-Lead soap or soap or the D-Lead wipes they can keep in their bags. Um, you know, a tactical or everyday carry belt, um, you know, is kind of handy and fun and good to have. Um, a knife, a really good everyday carry knife. You can't go wrong with that. You never know. The knife comes in handy so often. I use mine all the time. Um, there's lots of handmade gun jewelry. I don't know if you've ever... Dave, you probably haven't gone and looked online for this lately. But there's a lot of people who have gotten really creative. They'll take those, those empty shell casings from the range and they'll, they'll kind of cut the ends off and they'll make really neat earrings. I've seen pendants. I've seen uh, necklaces, all different types of handmade jewelry or little like, you know, coasters where they, they'll instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of bedazzling them, they'll, they'll uh, put those, those casings on there. And they're just kind of all kinds of fun little trinkets and jewelry, mm-hmm. things like that um concealment wall art things that look like pictures where they have uh, some type of locking mechanism usually i I would hope if not you know some they'll uh, kind of there's i've seen rfid ones everything it'll lift and uh, expose your concealed firearm for for home defense and uh for the competitive shooter in your life if you have one a zuka cart a what it's called a zuka what is that It's essentially a rolling cart, almost like you would have like a rolling suitcase or rolling luggage, but Mm. it's made rugged. It can handle 50 to 75 pounds of ammo, your gear, your whatever. They make some that have like off-road large tires, others that are smaller, depending on the the terrain you're going to be rolling over. And they have a seat on top, which is really nice. So if you have a competitive shooter that needs to carry Mm. lots of gear, if you've ever gone to a competitive shoot, they don't often give you a chair. So it can be a long day with a place to put your backside.
0: Interesting. Cool. That's it. All right. So... Let me just bounce this, the Marine uh, situation back in New York, you know, know, choking this individual out. What do you think, Joe? Do you think that's going to stop people from getting involved since they're trying to prosecute him? Um, I, You know, I don't.
2: I doubt that it'll. Or is that that a reactionary situation? Um, I I think if you're somebody like that, you know, especially a young guy like that, if you see something going on, you're you're gonna. If you're the type of person that's going to want to get involved, you're going to get involved. I think on that, I don't I don't know that the reaction out there because that that's similar to what you would see out here probably. Mm -hmm. Um, You would you know because the governments are similar, and um, but I I think um, you know any a person who who would see something like that and say no I got to do something I don't I don't think this is going to stop somebody like that. Yeah. I wouldn't think. What do you think, I, I
1: agree. I, I think you either have the heart to, to, to help exactly, and to step yeah. in or you don't. And if you do, the, the consequences are not going to be something that you're necessarily in the forefront of your mind that you're thinking about.
0: Well, it's like law enforcement. You're mm-hmm. either going to run to the, Run, run, in, the, or
1: you run,
2: run out. in or run out. Run in or run out. Well, and it's different. It's in. It's similar too that we talk about, uh, like in the concealed carry classes. <laughs> the question will come up: Well, what about? Do I have an obligation to get involved to stop something? Absolutely not. And and right. And that's what we say with a concealed carry thing. No, you have no obligation at all. But what I always point out to people is, you know, there's a million ways that can go wrong if you decide to insert yourself into that. So you really need to think about it. But everybody has a line that they won't cross. In other words, everybody has, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this This man's beating up on this woman. I'll call 911. There's, there's a line where where everybody has this line. It's just different for everybody to where, okay, I see something. I, I can't just, I got to do something. And it's, you know, what I tell people is know your line now. Mm-hmm. Don't be trying to figure this out in the three or four seconds that you have and you make a bad decision that, that you, you know, that costs you for the rest of your life. So you have to think about that. But you know, getting involved in a third party type thing, um, but you have to look at the situation too with that kind of stuff, right? But, if you're and you're
1: often not gonna know the backstory, you're not gonna know how mm-hmm. it got to where it's at. That's you don't right. Know legally. You don't
2: know the two people that right. are involved, you don't know what you're seeing. So getting involved in a third party thing is a really big deal and we usually say don't do it, but mm-hmm. but, but if
0: you have a guy that's like on the subway and he is mm-hmm. just whacked yeah. And he is just bouncing off the walls. I mean, you don't know if he's got a knife. You don't know if he's got a gun. You don't know what he's got. No. And, and for what that Marine did, you know, he just knew he had to stop the, the situation. And yes. the other two people did the same thing. They grabbed him by his arms mm-hmm. to keep him from flailing. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope it doesn't stop the heroes of the world.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. And this guy, the last I saw, he's got they contributed over a million dollars. Oh yeah, I he's think. got a
0: million and a half. Yeah,
2: and oh, so, just, so you can see how people feel about that.
0: <laughs> well, if you're in New, if you're in New York, then just drag him into another county <laughs> <laughs> down the tracks. Down hey, you're around, on you're, track.
2: you're on the track. Wait till they stop. Yeah, no? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Now it's you know, but again, we've had this conversation when we first started the show today, and that is. You know, people have got to get get away from the idea that it's the gun, because it's not the gun. You know, it's the people behind it. You know, the crooks can get guns. They had a guy on, and they asked him, you know, how long would it take you to get a gun? He goes, <laughs> How long do you want? Yeah, yeah, now, quicker than I can get a gun. Yeah, yeah. quicker than you can get a gun. <laughs> yeah. So that's what law enforcement and the and the legal aspects need to work on, is getting away from this illegal and not ghost guns. I'm talking. The guns these guys are buying that they're stealing from gun stores, people's cars because they haven't been, you know, keeping them secure
2: properly. Yeah, and there's always gonna be that kind of thing. And again, you know, if we're talking about shootings and, and this stuff, okay, how do you stop this stuff? You know, the, the first thing is you have to you have to make a decision to honestly address, okay, we really do wanna solve this. And we don't we're, not there, no, we're in, not there in this country. I mean, our political leaders do not want to solve the problem. And that's just that's just how it is. And you see it Every time there's one of these shootings, you'll you'll see you know the one political party uses it for gun control. That's their objective. They don't because they know we have uh, by some counts, people say over twenty thousand gun control laws in this country. Oh,
0: it's ridiculous.
2: And we don't need more laws. And okay. the, it's obvious the laws don't work. Uh, For that thing, because they're not intended to do that. They're not intended to impede criminals. They're intended to impede law abiding citizens who aren't hurting anybody. they're the easy ones. Well, yeah. And then you get the other political party that says nothing Mm. um, that doesn't stand up for this stuff. So, uh, you know, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to make any progress with this thing. You know, if people aren't willing to honestly talk
0: about it. And this is where training really becomes the forefront. Because if they're not going to follow the laws and the crooks aren't going to follow the laws and the government's not going to enforce the laws, then you need to protect yourself and be prepared and make the right decision when each incident comes up. Not to cross that line and get yourself any. We'll more
2: see, trouble. and that and that's why you see, you know, you see what's happening with concealed carry around the country. We're at are we at twenty-seven. I want to yeah. say or twenty-six states 26, now that are constitutional states. carry. Yeah. So it's over majority now of the states, mm-hmm. uh, and there's several more states that and have those things in their legislature. The left out. Well, Terrible. because again, and they're creating it though, because people are feeling not safe. I just yeah. talked to a guy in church today who's, you know, not a gun guy, and is thinking of. He's asking me, "Hey, I, I should probably do this now," yeah. you know, because again, people are not feeling <laughs> safe with that, and um, you know, and they're, and I think they're right to not feel safe because I we're agree. doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at some of the policies and things, like for instance, um, you know, and this isn't like I said, if you really wanted to solve the problem, you could do a lot more here. But like they know that, and I forget the exact statistic. It's seventy-something percent of violent crime is committed by career criminals. It's people who do this for a living. Right. So when right. you refuse to prosecute these people, you refuse to keep them locked up, you continue to defund police yeah. and attack police, then you're going to get more of this. I mean, it's and not. don't
0: you love it that now all of a sudden they're now they're saying they never defunded defunded the police. And- <laughs> And they don't know why well, everything is happening the way it's happening. Well, and that gets back
2: to the other part of it too, because we were talking about you know we're going to talk about what okay as a as a Second Amendment advocate, how do you address this? You know, when you when you run into people like this, and the first part is is the education part. Cause there's so much misinformation out there, and um, you know it's like uh, one of the things you've been hearing now with this shooting in uh, Dallas is that you know people are saying that or not people but like the news agencies the politicians are saying well there's been over 200 mass shootings since the beginning of the year and it's a bogus number where it comes from is there's a group called the Gun Violence Archive and if you're if you're listening if you're by your computer just click on that go to the Gun Violence Archive and it's a site that claims to be a legitimate site that just accumulates data right data on this stuff and it's broken up really nicely. And if you go, uh, you can click on mass shootings, you can click on school shootings. But if you click on mass shootings, you'll see all these shootings. What they've done is they've redefined what they're calling a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. The FBI has traditionally said a mass shooting is four or more people killed, not including the shooter, and that happens in a public place. So it's not, it's not a gang shooting. Mm-hmm. That's how they define a mass shooting. Um, and if you look at what they've done on this site – um, they're saying they've redefined it as four or more people shot. So there needs there doesn't need to be any fatalities. So it could be any crime at all where four or more people were shot. And that's what you get. And they count those as mass shootings. If you click on the school shootings thing, there were school shootings and I'm looking at it and it says number of people killed, number of people injured, and I'm seeing like zero and zero. Well, how is that a school shooting? And I click on, and they're really good about they show you the sources. And I click on the thing, right? And it's like the one I looked at, it said uh, a kid, they, um, the school safety officer found a shotgun in a kid's car because it was the car was part of a prank they did earlier, so it was parked somewhere it shouldn't be. That's why they were investigating it. And in the course of that, there was a shotgun in the car. Had The kid had no intention of doing anything with it. They just found it there, but they're calling that a school shooting.
0: Is that like people dying with COVID? And they died uh, yeah. of a with, heart attack, with, from with a COVID car or from and they COVID. happen to have COVID <laughs> along with that heart attack, that massive heart attack, Or car accident, or a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's if anybody can manipulate numbers. Well, and that's the thing, though. But it's it's
2: the intentional misinformation because CNN. See not now, stupid. they shouldn't even
0: be allowed to put that up
2: there, but they do. And CNN yeah. does, MSNBC does, your president does, and they all know better,
0: but yeah. they're doing it anyway. No, are you kidding?
1: Well, you know the masses are going to feed; they're going to spoon-feed the information that's going to be accepted and not questioned. Well, it, well
0: it the exactly. press secretary is a prime example.
2: <laughs> Goodness gracious, great balls! Yeah. Of, <laughs> what does Ben Shapiro <laughs> calls her the world's worst press secretary?
0: Yeah, I know but, uh, it's, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We got more to talk about right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies wasted an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. And your website looks great on your phone. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Visit sagetree.com and click on the schedule an appointment button. That's sagetree.com and click on the schedule a call button right now. All right. We got some recent shootings and we are kind of looking them up as it is. Like what isn't being reported? What should gun owners know? Uh, which one do you want to pick first
1: well, uh, let's go close to home let's go san marcus
0: yeah what happened in san marcus
1: uh so there was a, a baseball uh, b- baseball field uh the, I, th- I believe the article stated approximately 200 people i believe were in the vicinity it was a game uh yeah a game and uh shots ring out according to the article it stated that those who called in 911 stated there were between seven and nine shots heard However. If you've ever been in a, in, a, in a vicinity of shots, there's 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 sound that will mm-hmm. that will reverberate. Who knows? It could have been half of those. And then, you know, the sound could have just been uh, just the, the sound carrying. Um, we don't know how many shots, but they're reporting between seven and nine, as the article stated. As far as I know, these shooters not been found. It's unknown where the shots came from. But the people scattered. The one thing I, I was thinking as I was reading the article is, is these were little kids. Um, how many of us with kids have talks with them about what to do if a situation comes up? You know that the people scatter. you know, kids, my kids, I've had talks with my kids, you know, if there's situations that come up, you know, being a concealed carry person, it, you know, if if mom's gun ever comes out, they're supposed to leave me. They're supposed to go as far as they can go to get away from me because if the gun comes out, there's trouble nearby. But, you know, have talks with our families, talk with our kids. If, if something like this were to happen, what actions can we take to protect ourselves? I'm sure many of these kids, I believe the article stated they were first and second graders. They were young and they were little. You know, being that young, there's not much they can do. But,
2: they yeah, can, and that's kind of can the get problem, away. right? Yeah, and they talk about oh, well, like when we talk about school shootings sometimes, because mm-hmm. my wife was in education for over thirty years, mm-hmm. and you know they talk about the the run hide fight thing, right? If you've got a classroom full of kindergartens or kindergartners or mm-hmm. first graders or second grade, you're not running anywhere. Nobody's right. running, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you know it's uh, and it's the same kind of thing on that ball field. I think yeah, they said there were what first and second graders yeah. or something out yeah, there. Yeah, they a little. So like a ball game or yeah. something like that. But um, yeah, fortunately nobody was injured, and I don't even know if anybody saw a shooter. Uh, They just claimed they heard gunshots, and I think someone said, or I think the article said that there was. uh, You could see you could see see a shot hit the dirt or something, but but I mean who knows? You know people get panicked like that. Right. But uh, you know that kind of stuff goes on, and we're talking about the um, you know the Texas shooting, Mm -hmm. and there was a good. there was a good uh, Megyn Kelly clip on there. It's about 10 minutes long. She was ranting about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't watch. I don't follow Megyn Kelly. But um, I do follow Masad Ayub And he was the one that, uh, in his little weekly blog thing, he threw it on there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know if the emotion was, was real because, you know, Kelly, a, she's a performer. Right? She's a, a TV <laughs> person. But the points were, were perfect because, uh, you know, she was saying that, that she's just sick to death of hearing about these shootings and what are we going to do and the same, same suggestions as the stuff we were talking about earlier, you know, more gun control, which they know doesn't work, doesn't do anything at all. Background and
0: And, uh, we do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
2: it's all the stuff that, that doesn't matter. And, you know, she was saying that, that it's time that we get serious about this stuff and try to address the issues. Um, so I was having this discussion with my wife a little bit earlier, I think yesterday about this and, um, You know, whatever it's, I I think it's obvious now. If you want, if you care to look, it's obvious now that, okay, yes, we're having more of these things, but we're creating people that do this now. Because the guns were always there. I mean, yeah, there's more guns now, but there's more people now. But I mean, people always had guns. And, um, you know, if you talk to people like that are my age and, and, you know, your age, You know, we grew up with, uh, you know, in my high school, people brought guns to school because, you know, it was a rural area. They were hunting before school a lot of times during the hunting season. They're hunting on the way home. Or show and tell. Well, no, I just read, um, (laughs) there was a story actually, um, there was a story, I think it was in one of the NRA magazines. It was a, a woman who's from out here somewhere in California but she grew up shooting on her um, her high school and uh, middle school shooting teams. Right. And she says she remembers riding the school on her bicycle with the rifle tied to the uh, handlebars. Beautiful. And nobody thought anything of well, you it. Said, and,
0: you used to be able to put a gun rack in the back window of your truck.
2: Well, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that was my point is the guns were always there. <laughs> nobody was shooting people back then. And mm-hmm. it's... The problems, and like I said, it's not, it's not a black and white thing. It's not, ooh, it's yeah. this one thing. We fix this, and that'll all go away. It's a number of things that we're doing in our society, I think, that are generating the kinds of people that mm-hmm. do this stuff. And Because um, like I said, I always talk about when we were kids and we were hunting, if I went to my, my Uncle Vince's house, because he had like seven kids, they all hunted. My Aunt Elsie hunted with them. If you open the, um, If you open the closet door in the hallway, there was a stack of shotguns sitting yeah. in there. And nobody would have ever thought to go in, oh, let's go grab a shotgun and go do something with it. I just didn't think that way. And it's, you know, I think it's a function of what we're doing in our society. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, someone else pointed out, too, in the Allen, Texas thing, and the, uh, the mall, um, you know, they were saying, gee, with all the people armed in Texas, you know, how come uh, somebody didn't, you know, stop that sooner? And one of the arguments was, well, it was a gun-free zone, for one. So <laughs> if you're a legal, law-abiding citizen, citizen you won't you take your gun there. And they were fortunate. There, there was an off-duty, I think, cop in there. That's what stopped that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's that. Uh, one of the first things, I think, if, if you wanted to uh, – if you really wanted to address this and really wanted to do something that's cheap and easy that would have an effect, like, immediately – is get rid of these gun-free zones. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the gun-free school zones. Get rid of the gun-free zones everywhere. And give people the opportunity to defend themselves. Because, you know, as, as much of a supporter of law enforcement as I am, it's like they just can't be there. Uh, it's physically not possible for police to be everywhere mm-hmm. to
0: defend you all the time. And, and we have to go after the mental health issue. How mm-hmm. many shootings do the parents say— yeah, he wasn't on his meds. He was this or he was that. or Well, D- don't let that perpetuate. If, if he, the kid gets off of it, then you've got to call somebody, and they got to come and take him if they have to put him in a hospital for a week or two. Yeah, and, and see what I'm saying? And that's the harder part. That's that's why I'm saying there's no
3: mm-hmm. easy solution no, no, no. to this Nothing's easy when you about get to it.
2: that. But the, the gun-free zone is an easy thing. Mm-hmm. You can do that tomorrow. Yeah. And that would make a difference. It would not stop these shootings, but it would reduce the number of people killed and injured in these shootings. Who
0: was the one that went by one school that they knew was armed? Armed, correct. And went on to the next. Uh, to the... It
1: was uh, recent. It was recent. Yeah, yeah, it was the guy. It was. Um,
0: it was the uh, trans the trans correct trans person that they won't let us read their manifesto. <laughs> correct. But he, oh, okay. yeah, he, he knew went, he knew there he was no
1: protection. He passed that one and went to the next one. Yeah. And yeah. you,
0: but yet you talk to a, a politician about that, and mm-hmm. they just yeah, – they don't want to hear about it. It was the gun's fault. Yeah, well, good.
1: you know, I like – when when we opened the segment – the, or the open the show from the 4 o'clock hour, I liked there was a line in an ad that you read, and I'm just going to repeat it again because I think it's – it, it hit me, and I think it's important. It's that making good people helpless does not make the bad people harmless. That's and right. that – the whole idea of the gun-free zones, what does that do? That takes away the ability for good, law-abiding people to protect themselves – and the bad people aren't going to listen to the gun-free. They're not going to abide no. by those signs or the zones. No. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go in anyway. And then what do you have? You have sitting sheep that are unable to defend themselves.
2: Yeah, and it. if you read about those, I, I read a book um, a little while ago called uh, Blindsided by Jeffrey Moffat. And um, what he does is he talks about a bunch of different mass shootings. And, uh, and one of the sections he talks about workplace shootings. And he, he goes through like four or five of them. And he talks to people that have survived those things. And when you read it, it's just it's like heartbreaking because I I spent like 23 years working out there in industry and offices and stuff. And uh, in fact, the last place I worked, they actually had a shooting a couple of years before I got there. But people would point out, yeah, it was in this office and that office. But when you're reading about these people cowering under desks and hiding while the shooter's walking around just shooting people and they're helpless, they can't do Mm -hmm. anything And in most of those cases, just one person being armed in that office could have stopped it Mm -hmm. because these aren't, you know, for the most part, these aren't highly trained people that are doing this. They're just, they're average people with a gun that are just shooting helpless, defenseless people. And again, getting away from this this gun-free zone idea would would have an immediate impact, um, you know, if they really wanted to do something to fix this.
0: Uh, but for some reason, I don't think they do. No, I, they don't. Obviously, they don't. They want to take our guns away. That they do, yeah. And, and they it's, think it's politicized. that'll fix the problem, but I think down deep inside, they'll know. Oh, they're, they're sure that won't fix the problem. They're, 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 they're using it to address something
1: else. the bad else. guys aren't going to go and surrender their guns? <laughs> well,
0: they're going to be
2: afraid and go give their guns away. <laughs> well, for, we, we tried taking alcohol away once, and that didn't work. Uh, uh, well, that worked We've, work we've been
0: trying to take drugs away, and that's not working. So... Um, it does make you wonder, I tell you. But you know, like I said, it's if you, you just got to keep fighting the fight. But it's not helping them because more and more people are getting guns. You know that the population of gun owners is not decreasing; it's increasing.
2: Yeah, well, it, it gets back to education, though, and it gets right. back to you know talking to people. And you know, when you talk to not not the far left, you know, the zealots, you can't do anything about. Right. But there's a lot of people that just don't know because they've been misinformed for so long, or they're afraid. So, well, when you get the opportunity to talk to someone like that, you know, it's like asking, "Well, why? Why do you feel that way? You know, why? Why do you say that?" And and try to find out, you know, because if you you take that approach with the questioning. You'll get to eventually it's like, well, yeah, I'm saying that, but I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't, you know, because mm-hmm. they'll say, well, there's been 200 well, my mass shootings. And you point out, well, no, there really hasn't. And if you could, you know, explain this is why that is. Right. And it's like, oh. Right. And I think reasonable people will respond to that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the zealots aren't going to, you're not going to get anywhere with that. You're, you know, just don't waste your time with that. Right. But there's a lot of people that just don't know. And they would respond if they knew a little bit more. Right. Uh, and, and again, it's education, 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 yeah. education. So that's your responsibility. And it's like Tony was saying, as a gun owner. Right. That's your responsibility. Talk mm-hmm. to people. Engage people with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. You,
1: uh, know, you bring up those conversations. I bet you you're going to find a lot more people that are on the same page with you than you realize. But we're all afraid to, you know, a lot of us are afraid to make those those introductions.
0: Well, I, I really talk a lot about not me, SD, mm-hmm. especially women that come to KUSI. Mm-hmm. And if I get any any pushback... You know, I will, like you said, I actually, okay, well, what is it about a guy that, that's, that you don't want to have anything to do with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, and, and again. They give the, you that deer in the headlight look. Well, yeah, because the questioning part
2: is if you just stay, you know, if you're just going to yell back at yeah. them, then you won't get anywhere with that. Mm-hmm. But if you ask them, well, why do you say that? What makes you say that? Or what makes you feel that way? Yeah. And try to find out because then the then chances are about, they don't know.
0: Then when you <laughs> tell them about not me SD and you say, look, get a couple of your girlfriends together and go take this class and see what you think. It's not going to cost you anything, and you might learn something. Yeah. And then they kind of look at you like, you know, it's kind of like the broccoli thing. Yeah. You know, don't tell me you don't like broccoli <laughs> right. unless you've tried the broccoli. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then you can tell me. <laughs> then you can tell me. And, and and there are people that will probably take the not me course and just say, okay, that was good. Thanks. But not get involved in, in gun ownership. Or I'll tell CC you, them. you
2: rarely see somebody that shoots for the first time that doesn't right. like it, though. Because, I mean, we do the women on target mm-hmm. things oh yeah, yeah a year, the shooting socials. Yeah, yeah, and. yeah. Uh, Uh, People really love
0: it. Let's take a quick break. We got one more segment. Guess who's coming up? Sam the Gunman. And we got a question for him. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM AM 1170. The answer. Hey, the gun show is back in San Diego. Can you believe it? Nope, not at Del Mar. And Gun Owners Radio is giving away some tickets. You can join San Diego County Gun Owners, Gun Owner Radio, and the rest of the community at the Big Gun Show on June 3rd and 4th. It's going to be at the East San Diego Masonic Lodge. Vendors from all over the U.S. will have modern firearms, Antique firearms, knives, hunting rifles, gun parts, ammo, collectibles. Lots of trainers will be out there trying to get you to go get some training. Tickets are only $15, but you can win them right here on Gun Owners Radio for free. All you need to do is go to gunownersradio.com slash gun show. All right, we're going to stump Mike's nephew we got Sam the Gunman on the line. How you doing, buddy?
4: Great. How are you guys?
0: Ah, just living the dream. So, do you want to go ahead and read this question? Sure, Alicia.
1: All right, Sam, you ready?
4: Yeah, let's have it.
1: All right. So, our question today comes from Nelson from Los Angeles, and the question is: What does the '99 in Ariska Type '99' signify?
4: Nelson from Los Angeles, thanks very much for writing in. Uh, first of all, point of order, the type 99, uh, strictly speaking, if, if you want to get way down in the weeds, should not be referred to as an Arasaka because it was not designed by the same guy um, as the type 38, its predecessor. But the, the actual answer to the question that uh, Nelson wrote in is that it refers to the year, but not on our calendar, on the Japanese imperial calendar. Um, they you Back when... Um, Japan uh, was uh, structured a little bit differently socially. Um, They denoted the year of adoption of new pieces of military hardware using their own special uh, imperial calendar based on the the dates of, um, uh, I guess, accession. Uh, I don't know what the correct term would be of uh, of each emperor and so the type 99 or the, the 99 in type 99 uh denotes the uh 99th year of whichever imperial family or which uh so that would be i don't know i think 1940 or something i don't know the conversion
0: well don't feel bad everybody's looking over their shoulder to see if you're looking <laughs>
1: I'm serious. Never cease to amaze me. Never All right, see. Sam, you are correct. I'm just going to read the answer that we have written here, but you are—you you got it. So yeah. the Type 99 represents the last line of bolt-action rifles used by the Empire of Japan during World War II. Unlike many Western firearms, such as the 1911, the, the designation of Type 99 is not the year of adoption or manufacture, but rather the year of the Emperor's reign. This makes the year of adoption 1939, and the rifle was produced until the end of World War II in 1945.
4: And that's well, there you going. go. There you yeah. go. So, so, hey, Sam,
0: well, like, how did how did you know that? A guy,
4: he knows all this. Um, stuff. I uh, I actually own one. Um, <laughs> I own a Last Ditch Type 99 produced at Nagoya Arsenal in May of 1944. So they were losing the war pretty badly by that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's fascinating about it to me is just how uh just how much stuff is changed from from the uh standard configuration it's it's very roughly produced um not to cast any aspersions on the design because it's inherently it's a great design but uh it was it was a rifle produced under desperate conditions they were being firebombed round the clock at that point
2: hey sam is there a chrysanthemum stamped on your uh rifle
4: Yes. As a matter of fact, there is. Um, oh. Mine is still intact. It has not been defaced. The majority of Japanese military, Imperial Japanese military surplus had the chrysanthemum defaced, but uh, mine is still intact. So whichever GI brought it home must have done a good job of hiding it. Hey, explain the significance about yeah. the Dave. <laughs> yeah, what, is,
0: what, what is with the chrysanthemum?
4: The chrysanthemum was the symbol of the imperial throne. And I'm not an expert on Japanese culture, so I can't give you lots of uh, intimate details on this. But it represented um, the the emperor, just like, um, I don't know, just like an, an eagle or uh, or something of that nature might represent the United States. Gotcha. And so um, stories vary. Some people say the chrysanthemums were defaced on captured rifles before they were handed over to the Americans um, as, as a sign of uh, sort of disrespect to the Americans uh, because the, the seal of the emperor wouldn't be falling into our hands. Some sources say that they were defaced on the orders of uh, American officers so that G.I.s wouldn't be bringing home Japanese imperial seals. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, mine still has it, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
1: So I, as you were speaking, I was looking these things up and here's, here seems to be the the consensus um, as to the removal that I'm finding it. So since it was considered a disgrace or dishonor to hand over a rifle that was the property of a deity to avoid handling such property over willing, uh, willingly soldiers would deface before surrendering to make sure enemy soldiers could, could, I believe there's a typo in there, couldn't take hold of what was the emperor's property.
0: Yeah, that's sense. the story I've heard, yeah. mostly, yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. Of course it does, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a 16-petal chrysanthemum, and was a symbol, the symbol of the Japanese emperor.
0: So have you he fired He's that saying, gun?
4: I haven't fired it yet. Um, I have yet to get my hands on some ammo, but I have a lead on a box. Uh, what type of ammo does it uh, carry or fire? 7.7 Japanese. Uh, not to be confused with the other 7.7 Japanese, because the... Uh, the Japanese Army and Japanese Navy had completely separate logistics systems with incompatible ammunition. Really? Well, let's think, yeah. of it, think. of it out of the box. That might help explain why we won. <laughs> yeah, I would.
0: I was just gonna say that makes kind of perfectly good sense. Okay, here's a so here's a picture of it. Wow.
2: Yes, that, that was pretty handy. I guess uh, you're lucky or fortunate to have a rifle that has that
4: on there. Well, I think uh, that makes it a little more valuable. I think, doesn't it? I would imagine. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm not going to sell it though because I think it's. Uh, I'm I'm not interested in it because it's Japanese. Specifically, I'm interested in it because it's a last-ditch rifle. Right. Uh, firearms produced under duress fascinate me.
0: And you do know this is the beginning of the end. You're just going to start collecting, and your house is going to get. Oh, so I already have. And fuller. I think and fuller. we're past the. Beginning. Oh, <laughs> we the <beginning>. already <laughs> passed that. Yeah,
1: I think so. I would imagine so.
0: Yeah. I don't blame you. I do the same thing.
1: So, Sam, your latest blog, can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Um, yes. I, uh, you guys all got two blog posts this past week because uh, I didn't upload one the week before. Um, the one, uh, one of them was uh, about the Ruby Ridge incident, well, specifically the, uh, the effect it had. Um, but the one I really want to talk about is uh, about concealed carry laws, and what I do is I explain the difference between shall issue, may issue and constitutional carry mm-hmm. um, using simple terminology so that any beginner who's never touched, never smelled a gun before uh, can can catch on with the idea being that that's one of those things where like all of us uh, and you guys in the studio, we all we all know what shell issue and, and may issue mean and why the Bruin decision was so important. But not everyone might know that. So it's an explainer for everyone. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. I like it. All right, bud. Well, hey, look forward to hearing from you next week. We'll try harder to see if we can stump you.
4: (laughs) Well, as always, thanks very much for having me on, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Mother's Day and good night. Absolutely. Same
0: to you. All right, we're going to take a – no, we're not. We want you people to subscribe and give us a five-star review on all of our podcasts, Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and a whole lot more. And if you have the opportunity, stop and support our sponsors like San Diego County Gun Owners, which you should join for $10, along with Orange County. And in the Inland Empire, all $10 a piece. The Dylan Law Group, you need to get his phone number in your phone. Sage street if you have a website that needs a little attention. And if you want to go up into the clouds, San Diego Flight Training International will do it the right way. Big shout out to Alicia... Uh, Sam the Gunman, Joe Germisi sitting in for Michael since he's out of town. And we got Chris because Brendan Thomas is playing uh, father, even though he's not yet. But uh, we want to thank. And then we are our illustrious board op over here that's over here doing the, the hard things. Nobody ever writes his name on this sheet of paper. It's probably. That's Matt. Is that Matt? That's Matt. That's Matt. All right. So thank you very much. And don't forget. Lots of cool things coming up in the near future. Go to the website at Gun Owners Radio or San Diego County Gun Owners. Get on that website. Take a look. Help us out. Do some free uh, do some free volunteering. Get some training uh, and get ready for gun prom because that's coming up. Ours is, what, the, towards the end of the year? It
1: is. Yeah.
0: All right, Joe, thanks again for coming in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Alicia, as always, yeah, Absolutely. Matt, thank you for keeping all the phones lit, and thank you folks, and remember, Second Amendment belongs to you and your family, keep it safe. Oh, Mr. Bob Siegel, I think he's in the house, or maybe not, he's probably going to can the show, because it is Mother's Day, so we don't know if he's in or not, but you might want to listen, he's not in, but you'll get to hear a really cool rerun right here on Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 1170.
1: The answer.